Welcome along to another big match build-up show, and this episode is sponsored by One Football. Uh, do check out the excellent One Football app, which makes it easy to keep up to date with the latest transfer rumors, score statistics, all in one place. Do download the One Football app in the link in the description below. So, Saints. They are back at St. Mary's this Sunday and Ralph Hasenhutl's first home game in charge. And it doesn't get much easier this weekend. Arsenal visit St. Mary's on Sunday lunchtime, trying to extend their currently unbeaten run in all competitions. Now, last week, I think it's fair to say the manager only had about a day and a half to prepare his team for a wet and windy visit to South Wales and Cardiff. But... Uh, now he's had a whole week of training, hopefully uh, a full preparation that he can pass through to his players. And it's heard that his uh, training has been intensified. So we'll start to see hopefully some signs that the ship is not following the Titanic. So on this week's show, we start to see some of the signs and buy into the intentions of Ralph Hasenhutl with Luke Osman from Reeds Southampton and for the opposition, we find out why Arsenal have looked unrecognisable under Unai Emery this season as I speak to a familiar face to many on YouTube. The odds are stacked against us, so it could be a game where some players look to try and sort of stake their claim for a regular first team spot, but it's one that I think we need to, yes, we need wins, but against teams like this, play without pressure, go at them and let's see what we can do. I think this is a bit of a different arsenal to what you've been used to seeing coming down to, you know, St Mary's over the past few seasons and it's got a more backbone now. It's, just, it's a team that's fighting more. It's a team that's really prepared to mix it up if need be. They're not the soft touch that they have been over the past couple of seasons. So, And do stay with us later on in the show and find out how you can enter our Christmas competition and for your chance to win a Legod, a prince of your choice, courtesy of the brilliant art of football. So as usual now, the episode is available to download in the card above my head if you're watching on YouTube or available on most audio platforms in the links below the show. So do let us know how you think Saints will get on this Sunday, but let's kick off this week's preview as Southampton host Arsenal. So then welcome along to our first half of our big match preview and on this week's show uh, making a debut this season we haven't seen him for a long time but we've seen him before on some of our season previews I'd like to welcome back to the show Luke Osman uh, I want to get the title right because we've just practiced it offline. Uh, the football content executive now for Fresh Press and also seen on uh, Reed Southampton. Luke, really good to see you again, mate. Good to see you, mate. Thank you for having me. I suppose uh, we've got a lot to talk about. You know, you're often writing articles and your match reports as well for Reed Southampton. But I suppose let's start with our our, uh, our recent game wet and windy conditions uh, I went up to Cardiff saturated from head to toe uh, caught walking to the ground but you know 1-0 to Cardiff in the end and Hassan who really only had a day or so to work and prepare for, for last weekend yeah there was there wasn't a lot that the new man could have done really I think we very much saw a Mark Hughes team in that game I think that the defensive errors were still there for all to see and I think that the attack was quite disjointed I think that the narrow midfield diamond didn't quite work against Cardiff. I think we were starved of width, especially with our backup fullbacks. And 
ultimately the same old errors came back to bite us. It wasn't a tactical thing. It was ponderous play in possession from a centre-back who everyone's been clamouring for, trying to you know see him in the team. And it's it's a player who has been starved of these opportunities, but when those opportunities have been handed to him in Vestergaard, he hasn't taken them. So it's put Hasenhutl in a difficult position, and it's going to be interesting to see how he selects the team ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, last week as well, we sort of lined up with, uh, let's, we could say a threadbare team. You know, we had quite a few injuries, of pe- people sort of uh, uh, missing out through various different, uh, you know, injuries. Cedric missed out, Bertrand Ings still on the bench, while Stink Ings still missing out. And Davis not even in the squad despite playing uh, against Spurs. Um, you know, midweek prior to that, Yoshida didn't make it off the bench either. But I think ultimately, what I've heard and what I understand, Ralph really tried to try to play the players that that could train both Thursday and Friday to uh, to play against Cardiff. Yeah, it sounds that way, and I think that for the bulk of the remainder of the season, I think that will probably be the case. I think that we're well aware of the um, the importance that he places upon that physical ability and that ability to go, you know, six or seven days a week, intense and. You know, the likes of Stuart Armstrong, the Pierre Hoybjergs, I think we'll see a lot of them because we've seen that the stamina that they can produce and the uh, the way they can match the intensity of matches and uh, the likes of Charlie Austin and the more physically unable players in the squad, as Ralph, you know, quite quite aptly put it, will put it, will, they, they will fall by the wayside. And, you know, he also admitted that in his press conference, you know, it's my way or the highway, not sort of quote unquote, but it is, you know, you're either going to buy into this system or you're not going to play or or he's even sort of admitted that the team is already bloated as well. But, you know, we, we've changed the manager. We've now had a week or so's time. But, you know, we've changed some of the system against Cardiff, a very narrow formation, you could say. But some things still don't change. Individual errors, once again, costing us uh, for, for a defeat. Exactly. It's, it is a tricky one. And it's going to take time for Hasenhutl to implement his, his system and to get across his points to the players. But tactics can't legislate for the error that Vestergaard did. And it feels as though whatever centre-back we do pick... They've all got mistakes in them and none are particularly reliable. So it's a really, really difficult situation for a manager to walk into. But we have to stick by him, give him time and um, we have to put complete trust in this and the process. What do you think you'll be saying to the team in training all, all of this week, pre- preparing for Sunday? I mean, how, how can he eradicate those individual areas? Is, does it come down to mentality or their ability on the ball? I think that it's down to mentality above all. I mean, watched Vestergaard in the Bundesliga for Germany um, in Germany and he was um, more than comfortable on the ball happy to ping long passes diagonal high and wide and he just every single player that we have seems to be that little bit more ponderous in possession when they move to us these players are gifted they they aren't bad players uh, I think that obviously the centre-back slots are the weakest in our squad but I don't think that we've got bad players there. I don't think we've got bad technical players I think it's a mentality problem they're either too casual or too nervous I think that the likes of maybe Bednarek and Yoshida are often too too nervous, too insistent on quickly playing the ball forward or quickly playing the ball out. That They do make these mistakes, whereas the likes of Hoot and the likes of Vestergaard and Stevens, for that matter, are all ponderous in possession. And this can lead to these wayward passes that put us in danger. And that was, that was what happened against Cardiff. Vestergaard was ponderous in possession and he allowed Callum Patterson to run goal. Yeah, and it almost, it almost sort of looked way too weak as well. I mean, someone for a giant frame of six foot seven, he was almost pushed too easily off the ball against what looked like sort of brutish Patterson from the from the depths of Highlands from Scotland, you know, from the school of hard knocks pushing Vestergaard aside. <laughs> but, you know, it, we've seen so much instability at the back recently. You know, we've tried so many combinations. We've tried 
Last weekend it was Vestergaard Bednarek. You know, like you said, we've been clamouring for Vestergaard to back, come back into the side. We've tried Stevens Yoshida. You know, Wesley Hoot was a huge scapegoat at the beginning of the season. Yeah, exactly. And every one of our centre-backs has a mistake in them. It's it's rare to find a Premier League club who that has five centre-backs and none of them are trustworthy. It's, it's, it's so incredible. And when you consider that put Vestergaard and Hoot together, it's about 33 millions worth there. And both of them have looked less than convincing since they've walked through the door. It's a really, really unusual, but quite embarrassing situation that we've let it get to this. And it doesn't matter what defence has and Hootel puts out. It just feels as though one, uh, nothing's going to change until the mentality changes and until the players themselves step up alongside alongside that tactical shift. And it's going it's to be a long process. And, you know, we've said in, in our, you know, in our reports and our articles and, and our videos to be patient with the manager as well. It's going to be a long process and we need to get behind them as well, ultimately. But, you know, this week, today, Tuesday, Wednesday, as we're recording this, it's also been announced that his, uh, his assistant from RB Leipzig has now formally been announced as the new first team assistant, uh, Danny Roll. Hopefully, I've got those pronunciations right. I haven't had time to practice it because it was literally announced about an hour ago. But he'll be he'll be now be the assistant coach alongside Hasan Hootel. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's good it's good to see that Hasan Hootel is bringing in his own people, albeit one at the moment. And perhaps that will be a gradual shift as time goes on. I know Roll. I believe he's twenty nine years old. I think I read, and uh, he initially worked at Leipzig as a video analyst before in the seventeen eighteen season, working alongside Hasan Hootel. So. They've obviously got a clear, good working relationship and he seems like quite an analytical coach. So I think that's something to look forward to. And I think going forward as well, perhaps, you know, looking back on on, on last weekend, you know, we, we had a lot of possession, 63% of it, but we didn't quite create enough chances. But, you know, we've we've seen, well, now this week, Hasenhut is going to have a, a, an entire week to prepare the squad for Sunday and also an extra day, you could say, because he's he's even cancelled uh, one of the days off uh, from for, for training this week. And Matt Target's come out to the press and said, you know, there's nowhere to hide. The intensity, you know, has been uh, magnified. Exactly. And that's exactly how it should be. I think that that intensity has been lacking. It sounded to me like Target was implying that under Hughes, there wasn't enough physical work being done. It sounded like they were turning up for a kick around every day. They weren't, they weren't going into work. They weren't going into work hard. They were there to have a little, have a little kick around and see how things went. Under Hazen Hutel, I think it could be a bit more Koeman-esque. I think that there's going to be that added sort of step of intensity. They will work hard. And as you quite rightly put it, it's my way or the highway with him. Uh, and so, what have you, what have you made of Hazen Hootel's uh, preparations this week? You know, we've seen a few clips emerge from the uh, official websites. You know, some of the articles that uh, he's preparing for the weekend. And now, of course, Arsenal come to town on the back of a twenty-one unbeaten, uh, you know, sort of run of games. I've been so impressed with him. I think that as a manager and the achievements that he's, he's accomplished in, in previous in previous jobs, it's it's been it's been impressive anyway. But the way he's come across in press conferences has been has been really impressive. He speaks with authority. He speaks with uh, with uncertainty and he leaves nothing to question. He, he seems very, very assertive, very certain in what he wants to achieve at this club. And he, he speaks very, very well. I think if that can transpire to the players, then we should see results pick up in the next sort of month or two. And we need it. We need immediate improvement. And, you know, the last time we won, we started to feel like, uh, you know, what, what does it feel like to actually have a win? You know, the win coming in against Crystal Palace in September, you know, still only one home win, um, you know, 
this calendar year, going back as far as, you know, sort of this time last year, November time. But, you know, Arsenal, they're looking deadly at the moment. You know, the likes of Aubameyang, Lacazette, uh, Torreira starting to pick up some form, scoring a few goals now. Um, you know, our record against Arsenal isn't the worst. You know, you know we're still searching for that elusive uh, win against a top six side. Yeah, they, they've been they've been excellent this season. I think they, they obviously started the campaign in sort of rough form. They lost to Man City and they lost to Chelsea. But as you said, 21 games unbeaten, regardless of the opposition, is no mean feat. And going forward, they've been so impressive. They may not have led at half-time in any Premier League game yet this season, but it's a testament to the character and the and the fight that Unai Emery has implemented into this, into this Arsenal side that they can continuously come back in that second half and kill teams off. They've only kept three clean sheets in the Premier League though this season. So it's not as if they're not susceptible and they've got a host of injuries at the back as well. Socrates is suspended. I think Mustafi suspended and Rob Holding has done his ACL. So it's a good, there's a good chance they'll field a makeshift defence and we have to capitalise on that if we're going to get anything from Sunday. But the odds are stacked against us. So it could be a game where some players look to try and sort of stake their claim for a regular first team spot but it's one that I think we need to yes we need wins but against teams like this play without pressure go at them and let's see what we can do you know, football's a funny old game for all of these uh, statistics that have just been reeling off without, without a win we could even turn Arsenal over and you know that's the sign of the positivity that Hazen Hoot was bringing through at the moment but you know it's hard to tell sort of what approach what sort of formation he might be applying on on Sunday you know it's, it's to be believed that he likes a, sort of a, a wing back system a three three uh, at the back uh, but you know we, we played four against Cardiff what, what do you think and how would you set up a um, Saints against Arsenal? It's been an interesting one with Hazen Hootel because in his in his first press conference he said he liked four four two four three three and three four three. It's quite unusual for a manager to come out and list the formations that he you know perhaps intend to play. It's a very difficult one because I think a lot of the way that we will adjust and adapt mid game will be related to how Arsenal set up. Unai Emery started to utilise like a four two three one system, quite an orthodox formation, but he then began to use you know, wing backs and it was like a three, four, three system. It's a tricky one. Arsenal are going to be very unpredictable on Sunday because of the amount of absentees they're going to have at the back. It wouldn't surprise me if they return to a four, two, three, one. So perhaps if we look to play a four, three, three to maybe outnumber them in the midfield and utilize the wide spaces a little bit better, maybe that could work. But then judging by Hazen Hootel's decision to play with a narrow midfield diamond against Cardiff, it feels as though he's not the type of manager who would use a system like that without the intention of continuing it or at least experimenting again. But perhaps he's learned more about his team, you know, in the last week, he's had a full week of coaching them and training them. So it's going to be an interesting one. I think I'd probably go with a 4-3-3 because I don't trust three of our centre-backs to play at once. <laughs> I don't think you can. Um, if we can have Cedric and Bertrand back, that'll be a big boost. I think that... Although both have performed this season, I think that the inexperience of Matt Target and Jan Valerie against Arsenal's wide players and the players with the pace that they possess could it, it presents a, a frightening proposition. But I think that if we play four three three, we can match them, if not outnumber them in the midfield. We can have a strong core, and then we can hit hit the wide spaces, try and counter them, and just hope that we can get something out of this game. Yeah, I, I hope so too. You know, it almost sort of, if you're looking into it quite deeply, then you could say we're, we're trying to counter pressing. So if anyone's a tactician out there, let us know how you think Saints should approach the game against Arsenal. But let's wrap things up then. Um, um, Luke, 
Uh, give us your pre-match prediction. Um, you know, so you said it's going to be a tricky game against Arsenal. Obviously, we're still without a win against top six opposition. Um, I think, is this a time, is this a chance for us to turn the tide? I definitely see it as a chance, but I think that ultimately Arsenal are going to just have that little bit too much for us going forward. I think that the game is going to be won in moments and I think that Arsenal have been enjoying lots of them in the last few months. I think that we will score, but I can just see Arsenal putting a few past our defence. So my prediction is Saints 1, Arsenal 3. All right, I don't like the sound of that. And uh, <laughs> some people suggest that we have a good record against Arsenal. Um you know, we can call back on the uh, the couple of years ago when Martinez scored the absolute worldie for on Boxing Day, and and you know, delighted all of our Christmases. But uh, uh, Luke, a massive thanks uh, for joining us on this week's preview. Uh, just tell everybody where we can find you, all your articles, and, and on Twitter as well. Oh, thank you for having me. So on Twitter, uh, my username is Luke Osman RS, and you can find the bulk of my articles on RetailSouthampton.com. Excellent stuff, and keep up the good work, mate. And we'll uh, speak again soon. Thanks, mate. See you later. And a massive thanks to Luke coming over from Reed Southampton this week. Uh, do check out his articles and follow him over on Twitter to see some more reports and analysis. But right now is time to draw your attention to our Christmas competition. We've teamed up with the Art of Football once again and they're giving away a Le God Prince of your choice. Now I have a fine one on the wall right here and if you want to get your hands on one of these perhaps head over to our website for a last minute Christmas gift idea. It's definitely worth it but here is your chance to win one yourself. Simply head over to our Twitter page. Go to the top of the page and follow us. Follow the art of football and retweet the post at the top, pinned at the top of our page. UK entries only and the competition closes this Sunday, 16th of December at 12 o'clock and their winner will be contacted later that day. Good luck. So now it's time to kick off our second half to find out all things Arsenal as I speak to a familiar face from YouTube. So welcome along to our second half of our big match build-up show and on this week's show, delighted to announce and here once again to give us his thoughts on the Arsenal and perhaps the, the busiest man that I know on YouTube, now appearing on, of course, uh, Channel 4's Real Football Fans Show, the host of the show, of course, and some would like to say the godfather of football fan <laughs> channels. Robbie, really El good Chapo. to see you, mate. How are you? What's that, El Chapo? <laughs> El Chapo, yeah. <laughs> How are you, mate? Good to be here, mate. Good to be here. So, uh, approaching Christmas then, and um, Arsenal, we've yet to sort of see a breakdown in your fan base so far this season. You've not quite had the seasonal... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, Scrooge, I don't know what to say about that, but there's no more doom and gloom anymore so far. You know, currently unbeaten in, in 21 games in all competitions, 14 in the in the Premier League. Looks like we pass it on to you guys, haven't <laughs> <laughs> For this season. But listen, um, yeah, it's been going really well. The teams, but you know, we had the first two games of the season, which we lost, but it was a really difficult start. Man City at home, Chelsea away. I thought we should have won the Chelsea game, actually. We lost 3-2. Um, and then ever since then, we've just been on a really incredible run. Yeah, I mean, we've just been winning games, winning games away from home, which is something that we didn't do last season, which was the area of last season we were particularly bad. Um, but we've been winning games away from home and we've had some decent performances at home as well. I think 
Um, the result against Tottenham the other day, our deadliest rivals, that was probably our best of the season. The draw against Liverpool, you know, we, so we, even against the bigger teams, we've kind of stood up. There's still a few, it's still not perfect, but, um, you know, the new manager, I think, has really, what he has done is he's got these players playing for him. And um, also, he's a bit of a tactician. If it's not working out, he's not scared to change it. And he's not scared to to drop the big players if they're not doing it as well. So, so far, all of the Arsenal fans are really, really infused by um, Unai Emery. They're really, really behind him. Um, I think you'll see that when we come there on Sunday, that there's not that split in the fan base no more. Everybody's behind the manager. They're singing his name. So, there's a real feel-good factor around the place. So, I think... We'll come there in very confident mood. Of course, we know that you guys have been having some problems. Um, but then you got this, it always seems to happen to us that a new <laughs> manager comes in just as we about to play some of these teams and we know that that can you know, give an uplift to teams. So I don't think Arsenal can take this game for granted. Yeah, and I hope, I'm hoping that we do find our gears. This week we'd have the entire week to train under the new coach, uh, Ralph Hasenhutl. That's so uh, yeah. you can pronounce that in your uh, reaction or re- re- <laughs> review shows. Um, but you've already teased some of the tips, uh, topics that I've got on my notes here already. But first of all, um, let, let's, let's uh, point across to the, uh, the obviously the enthralling uh, game against Spurs a couple of weeks ago, four-two. Probably one of the best rival games we've seen in quite a few, uh, you know, months, a few fixture rounds over the, over the Premier League. But last week. Not not quite uh, went to plan, but he still won a, a hard-fought victory against Huddersfield. Yeah, I mean, the, the Tottenham performance was brilliant. You know, we, we were at them right from the beginning. I felt that when we were losing 2-1, that was really against the run of play. We were the better team. And then we just literally came out in the second half. We absolutely blitzed them. And it was that that was like as good a performance as I've seen from Arsenal for a couple of years. And I mean, we really, you know, Tottenham came there on a high. They came there with a great record. They'd just beaten Chelsea the week before and they were really confident. So that was a really, really emphatic win. Then we had that game against Man United straight after. Um, It was a draw, probably a fair result, although I felt that we just about edged it. But we kind of gave that game away with some poor defending. And then against Huddersfield, I mean, Huddersfield came, they parked the bus. They were really, really negative. And I suppose you can't blame them because they came to the Emirates last day and got beat 5-0. So they came... And they were really, really negative, but it nearly worked, you know, really frustrated Arsenal. But in the end, we got the job done and, um, you know, just a couple of moments of magic won us the game. But it was, you know, we were all going there thinking that's going to be quite an easy game and it weren't. And we know there's no easy games in the Premier League. And that's why, of course, I'm wary of this Southampton game because, you know, against Southampton is one of them teams that's got a good record against us. I was chatting to one of my friends today and we were remembering when we came there Boxing Day that year and we got absolutely <laughs> taken apart. i never forget that game. It was one of the worst performances I'd ever seen from an Arsenal team. You know, so lacklustre. But I just get the feeling that this time around, it won't be, you know, you, you can't say what the result's going to be in that, but it won't be, I don't think you'll find a lacklustre Arsenal. You'll find out Arsenal that are going to be up for the fight. I hope um, our, our team's up to fight as well. But maybe, maybe even last time you tried, you tried to get to St. Mary's. You were caught up in, the, in the, all the snow and the blizzard. You couldn't actually yeah. get to the game. You know, the thing is, right, is that since I've been doing AFTV, I've only ever missed two Premier League games that were both Southampton. <laughs> I missed one um, at home. Um, I was ill and that, that was against Southampton. And then there was the snow last year. And, you know, um, 
Mind you, I remember watching it on TV and thinking in the end, boy, I'm glad I didn't go, you know, because we were awful on that day. Very lucky to get a draw. Um, so I think we know it's going to be tough um, because Southampton always really up their game against us. And it's just one of them teams that always, you know, been a little bit of a bogey team over the years. But as I said, I think it's a kind of a different type of Arsenal um, coming down to Southampton this time. Um I think yeah. the other the other thing is which worries me slightly actually is that the fact that we're missing a lot of our defenders. So Socrates has been brilliant for us this season. He's suspended. Mustafi's suspended as well. So those two won't be able to play. Rob Holding is out long term. He's been having an excellent season. Got that bad injury at Old Trafford. He's out for the season. So basically, we're down to sort of Koscielny, who's just coming back from a. Achilles injury just kept him out for months. Uh, he's been out for about, must be about, what, since we played Atletico Madrid in the semi-final of the Europa League in, what, May. He's been out since then, and he's only really just had an under-23 game to run out in. And um, Mavrapinus, the Greek youngster we bought, he's not played either. He's been out as well. So I'm a bit worried about our defence. Nacho Monreal as well, just coming back from injury. So... Defensively, we've got some serious issues going into that game. It'd be interesting to see what sort of formation he puts out on um, on Sunday lunchtime because recently he's he's not always stuck to the same sort of system or formation. Mm. You know, sometimes we've seen him line up on a three four one two three four three, or you know, last weekend he switched to a four four two diamond. Um, you know, trying to go forward against Huddersfield. Yeah. I mean, what what have you made of his, his let's say constant changing of, of of philosophy? Well, it's worked. So I mean, everybody's trusting him at the moment because. As I said um, right at the top, he's the sort of guy, if it ain't working, he'll change it. He's not scared to change it. And that's one of the things that the previous guy, Arsene Wenger, used to get criticised heavily for, that he never changed it. He just went out there, he had one tactic. He'd make his subs predictably on, you know, 65th to 75th minute. He wasn't very proactive, Arsene Wenger. Whereas this guy, if it's not working out, half-time he'll change it. He's not scared to change things around. And, it's been working. He did it last week as well. Yeah, I mean, we were drawing nil-nil. He took off uh, Lacazette, changed the formation, and we got the, um, you know, brought in a bit more width and we got the result. But I think he'll probably go with three at the back because of the lack of defensive options. You know what I mean? There's just no, there's nobody else really to put in there. Yeah, I mean, we really are down to our bare bones in defence. And as I said, even Monreal and Koscielny coming back, they've both been out for ages. Um, Monreal played about 15 minutes last week Koscielny hasn't played so it's it's a problem at the back it really is you know um, it could be one of those games where we really need to score a few goals I've seen I think it's a similar problem with uh, what I've seen at Southampton that you seem to have a problem at the back and we're really going to have to try and exploit that because our defence is looking a bit shaky. Well, well, there's a game plan for both coaches then exploit the defence. We've seen so many individual errors for Saints over the mm. last you know, few months, few yeah. years, in fact. Um, but perhaps, like you say, there's a weakness for, for Arsenal, unfit defenders. But, you know, like you say, you know, Emery's he's not been afraid to make the big calls. And recently, this has all been without sort of your, your your playmaker, Meza Ozo, everybody keeps talking about it as well, but he looks like a, a sulky figure on the bench these days. Yeah, well, it's, 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 well, he hasn't even been on the bench past couple of games. He's just not even been in the squad at all. Um, there's rumours that there's nothing wrong with him and that he's been dropped. Then, you know, um, but the club are insisting it's a back injury. I don't know. He could possibly be back in for that game. 
he could possibly be back for that game. And me personally, I'd like to see him back because I do feel that, like, for instance, against Huddersfield last week, I think we missed the player like Mr. Ozil. That when you're playing against teams that are very defensive, very well organised, he's that guy who can unlock those defences. So for me, I think it would be good for him to be back for for that game. Um, but as I said, my main worry for that game is defensively, you know, we really are down to our bare bones. All right. And there's also the, the matter of a, of a sort of a, you know, the duty of Europa League on Thursday as well. That's all been wrapped up. Um, let's assume that MRA yeah. will, uh, will will play some of the youngsters, rotate the squad like it has been over the most of the competition already. Um, so, yeah. what, you know, you've teased upon some of the players that might come in on Sunday as well. But what what, what more can you expect from the team that might emerge on, um, on Sunday? I think what that Europa League game, it'll be pure kids playing in that game. We're through already. We've topped the group. Um, he may give though somebody like Koscielny a little run out. Monreal might get a little run out as well, just you know, just to get him a bit sharp for Sunday. But more or less, I think you know it will be the same team that's been playing week and week in week out for Arsenal. The danger players, of course, are the two guys up front in Aubameyang and Lacazette. They'll trouble any defence, and uh, I think your guys are going to have to be on it against them too. They are very sharp, very very good, um, and then in midfield. The, the, the guy that's really been the star of the show is Lucas Torreira, brought in from Sampdoria, Uruguayan international, holding midfielder, really, really strong, good tackler, but also has a lot of quality going forward as well. You know, I mean, he's a really good passer of the ball. Um, he's scoring goals now. He's scored in his last two games. So I think uh, he's going to be a very, very important player. And, you know, him and Granit Xhaka, um, are going to be important in front of that back three or back four, whether it is against Southampton. Because, you know, as I said, a bit worried about the back. You guys have got some pacey, tricky players. You, you work the ball well down the wings as well. So, you know, and you have goal scorers in like Charlie Austin and, and, and guys, you know, guys like that. So we've got to be, we really got to be on it in that game alright so how, how confident are you heading down to you know you said uh, Saints are, are your bogey side but uh, what, what do you think the score is going to be then mate I, I think I'm going to go for 2-1 um, I think we'll concede because as I said we've got defensive problems but I do think just in what I've seen from Southampton I know the new guy's coming in um, and I think he's a I think that's a good choice of manager I mean he's done brilliant at RB Leipzig but it's one week to kind of implement his, you know, it takes longer than that. And what I've seen, like even I was watching the, the game the other day against Man United and going forward, brilliant, um, played some good stuff. But just defensively, you know, I don't know, they, they look very, you know, you guys are really nervous at the back, prone to a lot of mistakes. And I think guys like Lacazette um, in particular and Aubameyang with his pace, you know, they'll seize on that. So I can see us scoring. We've been scoring a lot of goals this season. So I think I think I see us scoring goals, but I think 2-1 I'll go for because, you know, it's first for the new manager. Player's going to be up for it. But I think uh, it's a bit of a, you know, and I hope I'm not chatting too soon, but I think this is a bit of a different arsenal to what you've been used to seeing coming down to, you know, St. Mary's over the past few seasons. And it's got a more backbone now. It's, just, it's a team that's fighting more. It's a team that's really prepared to mix it up if need be. They're not the soft touch that they have been over the past couple of seasons. So I'm optimistic that we win. And we need a win because, it's, you know, we're trying to get into that top four and it's so tight at the top. 
Excellent stuff then, Robbie. Uh, I think we all know where to sort of find you, AFTV, all across all the platforms, but a massive thanks for joining us, mate. Looking forward to the game. I'm going to leave early, make sure there's no snow or nothing that catch free to it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Cheers. A huge thanks then to Robbie from AFTV and finding time to speak to me this week. I know he's a super busy man, but no doubt you'll probably see him around the ground after the match on Sunday and perhaps see the rest of his crew and all the familiar faces that you would expect um, after the match. So maybe go over and say hello if you can. Uh, But that does wrap up this week's show. A big thanks to you for watching along, listening to and do let us know uh, if you're enjoying it as a downloadable podcast i'd love to hear some of your uh, feedback but hopefully this week hasn't hootles had enough time to brainwash some ideas across the players will it be enough to snatch a victory let us know your predictions but all i've got left to say is come on you saints